So becoming the leader of your life and choosing your full potential and actualizing it is about getting honest, like, am I always second guessing this thing? If I am, chances are probably it's not it. And what would it look like for you to turn the dial up fully of you having your light on and your magic, doing what you love, And that thing that usually you're telling yourself, oh no, that's not it, because I don't know if I can make money, you get into your logical mind, that usually is it, and you're sabotaging it. Welcome back, or welcome to the Create Purpose podcast. Today's guest is Deidre Sirianni. She's an activator guide to visionaries, leaders, and impact-driven entrepreneurs. She's also a TEDx speaker, international best-selling author, and founder of Radically Aligned Life. In the episode today with Deidre, we dig into what does it mean to really be radically aligned? And we talk a lot about her new book that just is coming out, Turn Your Light On. And it's all about finding that alignment in your life, living from a place of intuition, trusting that intuition, and acting on it with courage into the life of your dreams. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode with Deidre Sirianni. Hey, Deidre. Hey. So happy to be here. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to this conversation because you got a new book out, Turn Your Light On. And I th- I don't know, we've gotten to know each other over the past year and some masterminds and stuff. And, and I was excited to have you come on the show because I know that you and I have a lot of values. Uh, we align around just how we help people, leadership and helping people really step into who they really are mm. and unapologetically and really work towards creating the results they ultimately desire to see in their lives. And I think you have some great things to say around that topic. So let's start with, if you don't mind, I will have already introduced you like officially, but there's much more to an introduction. I would love to get into a little bit of your story. Like what put you on this path? I mean, now you've written a book. Well, let's start there. What's the book about? Let's talk about the book and then let's get into you as the author of that book and explore that a little bit. Yeah, awesome. So the book is called Turn Your Light On. This is the not for resale version that I'm holding. And it's really about waking up to the truth of who you are and who you're meant to be. So it's not about being in your personality or programming, your limitations, your trauma, your imprints, all the things that limit us from becoming who we're really meant to be in the world. This book creates a really powerful and simple pathway to overcome the inner challenges that block us from being our true authentic self and making the biggest impact in the world. And this book was birthed into the world from a vision. I had a vision about five years ago and the vision was I was looking down on the world and I was turning people's lights on. And I was like, huh, like what's this all about? And then I looked around me and there were all these other planetary leaders And they were doing the same and and they were smiling at me and we were kind of nodding. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is what I'm here to do. I'm here to turn people's lights on. And when our lights on, well, we can see clearly. So that's important (laughs) with what our path is, what we're here to do. We're not operating in duality anymore of like right, wrong, good, bad. And we're able just to show up as who we are and give our gifts to the world without being in our own way and without being at with at war within ourselves or others. Cause when we end the war within ourselves, we end the war outside of ourselves. So I'm super excited about this book because it's literally everything I've been learning and teaching for the past decade in a simplified book, step-by-step about waking up to your full potential and getting the things that are in the way or the things that we're not clear on getting really clear 
getting out of our own way and then stepping into our purpose and our gifts and amplifying that into the world. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I know we're going to get into more on that and I'd love to dig into, you know, the book and, but let's rewind a little bit because, you know, whenever I see see somebody that puts a work out there, like you have written a book, you know, that's not an easy thing. It takes a lot of commitment and it takes a lot of life experiences. And, and so naturally there's a story behind that. And so I would love to hear what puts you on this path to becoming a, a, a leadership coach, kind of delving into this spiritual nature of leadership and, and authenticity and really finding your truth. What, where did it begin for you? Well, first of all, I just want to say that I believe that everything that we are here to teach, we have to be in the muck in first, right? We have to do all the things of not being in it in order to bring our gifts to people. So it was about seven years ago, I was in my kitchen and I was putting my fingers through my hair And I noticed that something fell off and immediately I was like, oh, you know what? It's probably that scar from when I fell when I was like five or so. And I quickly realized like, oh gosh, like that's not it. So I grab my phone. I run to the bathroom. I put my phone on camera mode and I'm angling at the back of my head with the mirror. And I'm trying to see like, what is going on in the back of my head? And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I have a bald spot that's this big. I have this massive bald spot, which felt like out of nowhere on the top of my head. And I started totally freaking out. I'm like, how does this happen? How do I fix it? Is this real? Start panicking a little bit. And then I go back down to my kitchen table to sit for a moment, just to ground. And that's when I heard this voice say, like this voice came out of me and said, if you don't listen to your soul, you're going to manifest cancer and die in a year. And so I'm sitting there like, what? And then I have a flashback to five years prior, the only other time I had ever heard this voice in my life. And I had pink roses in my hands. I was wearing a wedding gown. I had my family and friends to the left and right of me overlooking the water And then I have my good friend up front, Marty, playing on the guitar, singing the song by James Blunt. It's beautiful. It's true. And I'm walking down the aisle. I'm excited. It feels like it's going to be like such an amazing day. I'm about to marry the man that I thought I was going to have kids with and spend the rest of my life with. And as I'm putting one foot in front of the other on this beautiful, sunny day, this same voice says, this just isn't going to work. And I was like, I've never heard this voice before, didn't know what to do with it. And I thought I was on the right path. I thought I was doing what I was supposed to do. So I shoved it down. Now, seven years ago, as I'm sitting at my kitchen table, I'm I'm like, oh my gosh, like since that moment in time, five years prior of me not listening to that voice of me shoving it down, I've manifested all of these different disharmonies in my body. I had four different types of autoimmune disease that the doctors couldn't help me with. I was in chronic pain in my neck and shoulders. My massage therapist actually fired me. She's like, Deidre, I can't help you anymore. Like this is something else. Like it's not your neck or shoulders that's causing the pain. I was depressed. I was really unhappy. I had anxiety attacks all the time. And to be honest, I couldn't stand being around my husband because He would always talk down at me and tell me who to be or how to be. And our relationship really wasn't what I thought it was going to be. So I'm sitting at my kitchen table and I'm thinking to myself, oh my gosh, could it be that this entire time 
my soul has been talking to me and it's just been getting louder and louder, but I just haven't been listening. So I knew in that moment that if I didn't listen to my soul and learn how to, I wasn't going to be around for another year. So I did. And now today, what I help people do is I help them understand and decode their soul, how it's speaking to them. I help them step into radical alignment and then make the biggest uh, their biggest impact in the world with their purpose. And a big part of that has to do with becoming the leader of your own life. Mm. A lot of what I was living was based on the things that I thought I should be doing was not listening to my intuition and just checking things off the list. And to my surprise, within just a few months of doing this work of diving deep, you know, from seven years ago, I healed myself of three of those four autoimmune diseases my chronic pain suddenly went away. I wasn't depressed anymore. And all of a sudden, every all of my issues were going away because I was listening to my soul. And listening to our soul is one of the foundational pieces of turning our light on because the fastest way to know if you're out of alignment is to look at your physical body because your physical body doesn't mm. lie. Wow. I'm curious about, you have this, realization, like I have been shoving this down. I haven't been listening to it. It's going to kill me if I don't start listening to it. What'd you do next? You know, like, cause in, I would imagine you had to turn around and face some, face some stuff, right? I would imagine. So can you walk us through a little bit? I mean, naturally if you want, we'll read the book, but I am just like, I, I got asked like that seems, I mean, it's really inspiring to know that you paid attention to that voice, but what, what was that like to turn and face it? I had to move through a lot of my ego. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And one of the first things I did, well, I did go to the doctor because I was like, I want to fix this bald spot on the top of my head. Like now I believe it was the universe or my universe, my body saying, you can't hide the truth anymore that, you know, something really big is happening to your body. So I go to the doctor and the doctor's like, I can give you a medication or whatever, but you're probably going to continue to lose chunks of hair because it's another autoimmune disease. And I remember driving home with the prescription and being like, no, this isn't my story. I'm not going to fill that. I'm going to heal myself of this. I was already studying. I already knew, you know, Louise Hayes work of like, you can heal your life. I was already studying with shamans for like, you know, many years I just wasn't facing the truth. So what I had to do was I had to get radically honest with myself, which is hard to do, especially when you've been sweeping things under a rug, right? Not really honest with myself of like, this isn't working. I don't want this to be my story. Clearly something isn't working here. My body's screaming at me. I had to have the courage to look at the things in my life that weren't working, which was most of it, you know, friendships, my marriage, the way I was showing up in my business. I you know, the, what I was showing up for in my business wasn't really aligned with my higher calling. So I really had to change a lot of things. And then the third step was showing up and taking action. Yeah. And some of those things took a while for me to take action on because I had to get really clear. I had to do the inner work of feeling strong and confident that I was making the right decisions, but radical honesty, courage, and showing up that's three pillars for any kind of transformation that I need to implement. And then another part of it was, I remember putting mantras all over my house, (laughs) positive affirmations. And I remember reading them every single day. And then all of a sudden I started to believe them. 
Yeah. You were sharing with me before we start hit record, kind of you have three pillars of transformation and talking through what does that journey look like a little bit. But I I don't want to skip past the it was years that you were had little glimpses of this isn't gonna work. Yeah. You know, you keep going down this road, it's not gonna end well for you. But but that's years, I would imagine. Yeah. I want to stop, I want to pause right there. Like if you're listening for the listeners, like how might that be showing up for them? Like what are some of the signals that maybe my life is not aligned and it's, it is going down a road that in many ways is going to create disease, disease, right? Killing me in some way. And I love what you said about the physical body really is a reflection of that. I, I do believe I, yes, you know, there's probably a lot of things that contribute to that, but yes, because if you're aligned, you're energized, you, you, there's self-love. I think that's imp- some I'm going to stop talking and I'm going to let you give your knowledge because this is your, your world. So what do we do? Like, how do we become more aware of this? Yeah. So this is such a great question and there are lots of layers to it, right? So the body gives you the first signal that something's off, right? And from studying with shamans and doing this work for over a decade now, it's very simple to me, but at the beginning, I remember, I just have to tell this story because I remember I thought I was going to yoga one night. A friend of mine invited me to go to this class and I just assumed it was yoga. I was a full-time yoga instructor at the time and about 10 years ago. And I show up with my yoga mat. I get into this room and there's this woman with hair that goes down to the floor, white hair. She looks like a witch, like what we've seen on TV of what a witch looks like. She scared me a little bit. It was dead silent when I walked in and there was a half circle around her. No one spoke. I sat down, I realized apparently we're not doing yoga right now. And one by one people, she went around the room and people would just start hysterically crying and screaming. And I was like, oh my gosh, kept looking at the exit sign. Like, how do I get out of here? Right. And it comes around to me. It's my turn. And she's like, how do you feel in your body? And I'm just like, good. She's like, how do you feel in your body? Good. How do you feel in your body? Pretty good, right? And just like kept drilling me. And then eventually, I think my final answer was, I can feel my sit bones on the chair and my feet on the ground. And she's like, we'll come back to you later. And I could just tell everyone's like, who is this person? She's doing everything wrong. And I just remember being like, how do I get out of this place? So at the end of the session, I was leaving and my mouth said, which was also my soul, I heard it just as everyone else heard it. When's the next circle? I was in shock just as everyone else was. And I started going to these weekly sessions with the shaman and learning from her. And at the beginning, a lot of the things that she said around how certain parts of our body represent different emotions or have different messages for us. At the beginning, I thought it was BS. I was like, whatever, this person's like out to lunch. She's on a different planet. But as soon as I started to like drop into it, it was always truth. Yeah. And so the first way for us to understand if we're not listening to our soul is that our body keeps speaking to us through some some sort of symptom. A lot of people who are trying to manage everything in their life, and I say manage, I don't like that word, but they're just trying to manage to get by to not have issues or whatever it is. They struggle a lot from chronic fatigue. And so chronic fatigue, which is something that I had, it really comes down to trying to control things 
that are out of your control and not allowing nature to occur. So like the seasons, you know, we have summer, we have winter, we have all the different seasons and things naturally happen. Well, people with chronic fatigue are trying to control everything and they aren't allowing things to happen that actually need to happen in order for their evolution to continue in order for what's meant for them to come. People typically with stomach issues, I mean, I have a process and I walk people through in the book that gets you to get very clear on what your soul is telling you based on a process, based on a symptom, but I'm going to give you some generalizations. Stomach issues are typically people having really big blocks in the space of information. So whenever I get a really bloated stomach out of nowhere or pain, I know on an emotional level, I'm having a hard time processing something around me. And sometimes that has to do with something feels off here, but I don't know how to quite process it. And so for me in that situation, I'm like, something doesn't feel quite right here. And I have to potentially go out of the situation, journal about it. What, what's, what's not feeling right here? What's my gut trying to tell me people who get really sick sometimes to their stomach it's because they are trying to, I mean, there's different things that can happen. They're trying to release, they're trying to release what they're feeling. And so our body speaks in metaphors. And there's a process in my book where you actually can ask a part of your body or the symptom, what is the message here that I'm not listening to, which is where we have to get really honest with ourselves. We have to have courage to sit with the discomfort, which usually comes from you know, betraying ourselves, stepping away from ourselves, numbing ourselves and with our programming and then take action to honor ourselves. So symptoms show up as first, like a little nudge, like something's off or this is what you need to do. And then if we don't listen, it typically comes on stronger and stronger and stronger, which can lead to a lot more problems down, down the way. There was a woman that worked with me years ago And I wasn't, I don't guarantee that your body is going to heal. That's not what I teach. I just teach how the soul communicates, right? And she did one of my programs and she hated everyone in the workplace. (laughs) She was super irritated. She had chronic pain in her back for over 10 years, 10 out of 10, 10, she was on a medication for it and a bunch of other symptoms. And within just taking my program of releasing emotional baggage and tuning into her intuition, she lost like over 10 pounds within like six weeks, her pain almost went away. And suddenly she didn't dislike people in the workplace because our body holds on to unprocessed emotions. And when we're able to release it and tune in, suddenly we have freedom, Yeah, emotional freedom, mental freedom, and then physical freedom. This is such a fascinating topic. And I, I also want to acknowledge that some people listening may have never heard of the term shaman before. And what is, what the heck is that? You know, and sounds really strange. And, and I, the reason I said, I thought that once I had that when I first came in contact with that, I'm like, what is that? You know, but the more I kind of opened up and kind of listened, I was like, Oh, that's amazing. Like, you know, can you, I don't want to take us off track because there's so much I want to go, but take a moment and Describe what is a shaman and the role that they play. And yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So when I think of a shaman, and I'm sure if you go into the dictionary or go on Google, it may say a bunch of other things. But when I think of a shaman and the work that I've been doing and studying, it's really about embodying the 
not only the principles, but really being an embodiment of the medicine, like the medicine of the soul, the medicine of the, the world, the medicine of food, the medicine, like the natural medicines that we have and being in tune with nature. So it's a type of healer that helps you take yourself on a journey to transform something that's out of alignment within yourself, within your soul, within your physical body. Cause we have all these different layers of self. We have the physical body. Mm-hmm. We have our soul. We have our higher self or higher intelligence. We have our energetics around our body, which, you know, all these things are being measured today. We have our heart, which is an emotional, our emotional body. We have our mental body. And then we have different planes of existence that are outside of us that give us information if we're in tune. So as someone, I don't market myself as a shaman, but I have all the gifts. I can see disease in people. I can like, I'm very in tune with what's going on just from this work. Right. And it's really about being in tune with the truth that the big truth of what's going on, not the personality of like my personal truth. Like my personal truth was I'm unhappy. All these things are going on. My distractions, my, my past, my traumas, all the things that happened to me, but a shaman's able to get you access to the soul and the wisdom that you have within and also is in tune with nature and how nature and also your soul can come into balance so that you can live in freedom. That's how I think of a shaman. There's so many different types of it. There's medicine shamans. There's people who create medicine, like medicines you put on your body. There's so many different types. So it's, it's a healer that's able to help you heal yourself. Yeah. There's so much probably more to dig in there. And I'm still learning too. Like I, I'm been getting to know some other coaches that do some of that work. And, and the way I've kind of landed on it, they're just very in touch with ancient wisdom. You know, like if you looked at all religions and all the different, like there's these common core and that's kind of closer and closer to the, what a, a shaman represents. And they're just, yeah, I have a lot to learn there. And I, maybe we can talk more about that later, but whether you're listening and you get all hung up by all that or not, because some people it's normal to be like, whoa, that's so different from what I've taught or the environment. And so stay open because this, there's so many principles. I I know what you have to teach teacher and it's so powerful and just stay open and, and listen for the truth. Because I think, I think intuitively there might be things that like, you know what? I don't, I don't know, have any evidence really to say that's true or not true, but it feels right. There's something that there's been some experiences in my life that would say, you know what? I can see now I can make connections that, you know, that made me in the moment I couldn't. And so let's keep moving into this idea of transformation because we started with just becoming aware and how it shows up in our body. And there is so much science that says that's true because I I'm reading a book right now. It's uh, really talks about how, we make decisions and we've heard the the saying we we make decisions always emotionally and then we follow it up by reason and if you go deeper the emotion is stored in the body and the emotion is what triggers our mind to th- you know, our thoughts and and our you know different reactions and so it makes sense to me i guess as you're sharing it, it makes sense to me why this stuff is stored in the body because we first experience anxiety in maybe our chest or our forehead. We feel it in our body mm-hmm. and then we begin to create a story around that feeling. And it, it literally determines how we show up and, and we're either going to manifest disease or, or wellness through that. So I, that's how I'm connecting some of the dots 
let me pause and ask you, am I on the right track or am I, am I missing something major? <laughs> I love it. Because well, I'm before you say I, I have a tendency to be like, take a lot of stuff that feels really complex and be like, OK, how do I simplify this for me so that I can feel like I can own it? And, oh. and live. And so how am I doing? Give me some doing great. You're doing yeah. really, really good. Yeah. It's so just going back to what you said earlier around, you know, be open. You know, I remember 10 years ago, walking into this room with that shaman and I was like, she's crazy. She just wants to make people cry. Like, I don't want to be here, but my soul like said the words, like when's the next circle? And I just kept showing up over and over and over again because there was something there for my soul. So one of the ways we can listen to our intuition is if you're feeling pulled to information or a person or an environment, there's something there for you. And it might just be planting the seed for a year from now or 10 years from now. And you don't have to figure it all out, but I love that you're, you're bringing it together. So I love that you're sharing this specifically because like another thing that I teach and I've done a TEDx on is trauma. Mm-hmm. And so trauma, our trauma impacts our emotional space. It also impacts our thoughts and our actions, whether we're conscious of it or not. So when we experience a trauma or an imprint, which are similar things, one can be a positive experience and one is typically a negative or undesired experience. We have these go-to mechanisms that are kind of stuck in our body on like an emotional level, mental, energetic, all of those levels. And when we're going about our day, whether it's building a business, I see this a lot with, you know, people who are like, I want to make a bigger impact in the world and they're not completing what they're wanting to do or they're self-sabotaging. A lot of the time, a lot of our go-to actions that we take that are sabotaging our financial success, getting in the way of intimacy, making the kind of money that we want, being fulfilled, being happy, whatever those are, a lot of it comes down to traumas and imprints that we've experienced that haven't been completed. So one of the things that I talk about in the book is I have a chapter specifically on traumas and imprints and how you can take past experiences that have been potentially undesired, unpleasant, and turn those into some of your greatest gifts into the world because like I had some trauma that I experienced at a young age. And then when I was 19 and it's really like, it's medicine, it's medicine when we have the courage to be with it and then heal it. And that's part of the process that I support people with, with my work is completing the experience so that you can be a conscious creator and be a conscious, whatever you are doing in the world so that you're not on default. So just like a computer, right? Like, or a phone, we have to upgrade it all the time. We have to, otherwise what's going to happen, right? It's going to like break down, stop working. We're going to be like, ah, it's going slow. Well, the same thing happens when we haven't actually healed our trauma, or I like to say completed our trauma, because if it's incompleted, it's stuck in us. When it's completed, those imprints have moved out of us so that when something happens, we're like, well, normally... I would say no to this opportunity or normally I'd run away from intimacy, but I actually, I want to move towards it and I'm not going to get scared. I'm not going to get into fear. I'm not going to get into anger, hiding, whatever the thing is in business and in life. So doing the work on trauma and imprints is such a foundational thing of turning your light on and being a creator. Yeah. It's all learned behavior, right? And, and this idea, gosh, we could do a whole episode on self-sabotage. Maybe we will. Maybe that's where we're going next. But because 
Yeah, it, it's all learned behavior. Like working with clients of my end, like so I coach a lot of entrepreneurs and leaders as well. And there is these unconscious rules that we're operating under that maybe kept us safe in some way early on in life, or maybe the last time we stuck our neck out in that way, we got hurt and experienced pain. And so we learn to not go there or not say that or not, you know, we we create these mechanisms that keep us safe and we carry them into adulthood. And literally without us even being aware of it oftentimes determines how we show up or don't show up. And so that's a really, I mean, we could go so many places there. I would love to, this podcast though, is all about seizing that inner power, that personal power and, and putting it into action and creating the results you most want to see in your life. There, there's this innate desire, I believe, you know, I, and I think we all, a lot of people listening probably can think through times of their lives where, yeah, I, I knew that's what I wanted to do, but I kept denying it, kept denying it. Yeah. And then I maybe lost that job or got a demotion or got diagnosed with some illness. And I said, enough, I'm going to do what I desire to do because nobody else is coming. Yeah. You know, and there's something about, you said it earlier, where did I wrote it down? Need to be the leader of your own life. Mm-hmm. When was that moment in your life where you decided it's time for me to lead myself. Nobody else is coming. You know, I'm asking the listeners because you shared a little bit of yours. It was it came. It was birthed through like pain and like, oh, this is not working for me. And pain creates change. And you got to that point where like, all right, I'm going to look for answers. I don't know what they are, but I know this isn't working for you. So that's a powerful step. So now let's we're we're moving on and we're moving into. You know what? I think I know what this thing is inside of me that's just crying to come out, whether that's starting a business or making a certain type of impact. That's where I think we were. I'm sensing we could go next. Totally. Yeah. And what's next? Like as soon as you get that sense, because there's a real sense and you actually start stepping out, you know, you quit the job, you quit the relationship, you, you change your entire diet. You know, you totally, you, you make a fundamental change what's, where do we go from here? Yeah. So the first thing that I think is important to share is that our higher self, your higher intelligence communicates through vision. So if you've ever had a vision of yourself on stage, if you've ever had a vision of yourself living in a certain part of the world, if you've ever had a vision of yourself writing a book or whatever that is, that's your higher intelligence saying, ding, 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 ding. This is for you. This is possible for you. But the thing is, you need to meet it in reality and take those steps. For me, at that point in my life, I was, I had a yoga business. I was running full time for like, I think seven or eight years. And I was unfulfilled. I just didn't feel like it was it. And I kept getting the external world saying, you're a coach, you're a coach, you're a coach. And I was like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. And so I had to really do the inner work to believe in myself, to take care of myself and put myself in the right environments. Environment is key. Your environment can either make you or break you just like a flower. If it's not in the right location, it's not going to bloom. It can potentially die. And I was in environments where people were like, why do you want this? You know? And so the first thing to know is there's nothing wrong with you. (laughs) There's nothing to be fixed. The most important thing is to get into the right environments and to do the inner work so that you can start to actualize the vision and just put one foot in front of the other. 
And then going back to your question around, you know, you have a vision or an idea of what you want to do, or I kind of discovered that what I was in wasn't it. And the listeners may have this in a relationship, a career or anywhere else is there's this statement called the itness <laughs> that I think is super important. So my favorite meal, okay, is red Thai curry. And when I go to my favorite restaurant and red Thai curry is coming to the table, I'm like, yes, this is so good. And when I'm eating red Thai curry, I'm not thinking about pizza. I'm not thinking about a salad. I'm not thinking about anything else. So your intuition, the itness of what is for you feels like that. It feels like being fully immersed into something of like, this is it. If you're asking yourself the question, is this it? It probably isn't it, but you're choosing that it is it because it's a choice. So becoming the leader of your life and choosing your full potential and actualizing it is about getting honest, like, am I always second guessing this thing? If I am, chances are probably it's not it. And what would it look like for you to turn the dial up fully of you having your light on and your magic, doing what you love? And that thing that usually you're telling yourself, oh, no, that's not it because I don't know if I can make money, you get into your logical mind, that usually is it. And you're sabotaging it. So you need to get into environments where you can make it happen. Because when you're in the itness, everything happens for you. So literally go looking for what scares the shit out of you. And that's the direction you need to go. Yeah. I mean, as long as you had that like exciting feeling at the beginning, you know, or like that. Yeah. So when I work with clients, you know, they start to get clearer on what they really desire and their vision, you know, maybe that's for their business or their, their life. And sometimes I'll ask them, well, how are you feeling? And they say, excited, but terrified. Yes. Yeah. And that's the feeling. Yeah. Excited, but terrified. And if we don't nurture that vision and get quick wins and really have the right support, which is so great about coaching and being in the right environment is that we can move into fear and say, it's not for us. And then that's where we die and we don't feel fulfilled and we start to distract ourselves. Right. So I love that. Yes. And so let's talk about that because I'm curious what you have to say on this. So one of the things that I'm very aware of is there's this inner critic, we can call it, Stephen Pressfield calls it resistance, or I've heard it been called the gremlin, but it's that, that voice inside our head that's just constantly asking are you really good enough? Can you really do this? You know, you're not doing enough. You're not, you're not, you're too young. You're too old. You're not experienced enough. All the, the reasons that keep us small and keep us safe. What's your relationship with that voice or what have you learned around that? Well, usually if it's something that I, I don't like that I have fear around doing, I just say yes and jump in. And sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, like I'm scared. I'm nervous. I'm shaking all the things like, writing this book, perfect example, growing up, English was my hardest class. Like my papers would always come back marked up in red. It was probably my lowest mark English class and writing. Like my brother's like, you should send your teachers your book. I'm like, I should do that (laughs) because they like hated my work because it just didn't come natural to me. And so when I was in the writer's retreat, because my intuition told me I should write a book and I have a rule with my intuition now that it tells me something, even if it doesn't make any sense, I jump all in because I've learned my lesson. <laughs> I've learned many lessons. And so I was in the writer's retreat and the last day we had to submit a thousand words to get a review. And this is before like the stage of like editing and, and, and the publishing and launching. And I remember being at my computer till the last minute 
And I was like, oh, I don't think I can do this. And I had to have a conversation with my fear. I'm like, nope, you said you were going to do it. It was literally like back and forth, back and forth. And then I pressed send, closed my computer, went and hung out with friends or went to dance or something just so I wouldn't have to deal with what I was feeling. And then two days later, I got a message back saying, you're a natural writer. We can't wait to write your, uh, read your book. And we don't have any constructive feedback because this is a home run. And I remember crying as I was reading these words because I was like, oh my gosh, like really? And I think that a lot of the things that we think about ourselves that block ourselves from doing the thing, those are sometimes our greatest gifts, but we have to move through that resistance, that initiation phase in order to really own the gifts. And that's what I noticed about this book. You know, sometimes it's a conversation I need to have with myself. I recently had an inner critic come up after an event that I facilitated and everyone's like, oh, it was so awesome. And I was tossing and turning all night thinking of all the things I could have done better. And then it's like, no, like the person that's the inner critics that's saying you can do better. It's because next time I am going to do better. But like, also, you know what, Dave, maybe you're a little, you've got a lot going on. You just need to go to the spa for the day and you just need to not do anything. And then all of a sudden I was like, it was a great event. So we just have to accept that it's a part of leveling up. It's a part of us and it's okay. But having a conversation with that part of yourself, I think is really important too, because if you and I were in a fight, Zach, I don't think we'll ever be in a fight, but who knows? We would probably want to talk it out. Otherwise, it's just going to be this big, awkward thing when you bump into someone, when you bump into your inner critic. But if you're like, yeah, I get that. Thank you. And that's irrelevant. Or you know what? Like just taking the time to process it will give us freedom. And then like, I'm just going to rip off the bandaid and do the thing. I don't let myself think about things. I feel an intuitive hit and then I just do it. I don't wait. Yeah. I love that. And it's not get in a fight with your, that inner voice. It's not because I think, and I, you didn't say that, but I, we kind of were joking about the fight. I, there's this level of allowing it to be there and staying curious with it and using it as information. And at the end of the day, know that you can always just invite it to the party. Like you can, you can say what you will while I do what I, while I push send, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not the voice in my head. I'm not, you know, and I can trust my intuition, my instincts. You brought up a, a question. I get asked a lot. I ask myself a lot. What is the difference? How do we know it's intuition versus fear? Mm, good question. So how I experience intuition, how I teach it is so Okay, you can do this with food too. If you have food in front of you, like let's say it's something at the grocery store, you can place it just a, a few inches in front of your stomach, like about this far away, and you can close your eyes. And if your body starts to sway forward, it means it's for you, as in there's some sort of nutrition in that for you that your body's craving and needs. If your hips and pelvis start to move back, it's not good for you. And if you stay straight and aligned, it's neutral. So that's a way to test with food. You can also do that with people. Like I've had that in one of my programs where I'm like, okay, you're going to go out this week. And I want you just to focus on a stranger in the room. <laughs> Sounds pretty funny, right? Focus on a stranger in the room at Starbucks or wherever you are, and just put your attention on them. And then just see, have your feet hip distance and see if you start to sway towards them, away from them, or you're centered. Right away, your body's telling you, oh, this relationship or this person could be for me in a friendship conversation or aligned vibes. I could potentially learn something from them. 
If you're neutral, meh, whatever. And if your body goes away, not for me. So those are some small things that you can do with your body. As far as intuition goes too, if I feel a strong pull to someone, I'm like, oh, there's something there for me. That could be a friendship. That could be, I could learn from them. It could be a client. There's something there for me, right? And so I listened to that. But also you said, is it fear or is it intuition? Well, intuition at first, usually shows up as your first feeling or emotion towards someone. So in my mind right now, I'm thinking of someone I met years ago that at at the beginning, I was like, "Mm, no. But then over time, my logical brain was like, oh my gosh, they're so great. Later on, years later in the relationship, something was revealed where I was like, oh, my intuition was right at the beginning. So your intuition typically speaks as the very first feeling that you have And then the logical mind and fear can come over. So as you were saying with your clients, like if they're like, oh, I'm so excited. And then like a week later, they're like, that's not for me, you know, and they're like in their head, that's fear taking over. With trauma, it's a little bit tricky though, because our trauma will impact our nervous system. And sometimes it's hard to know. A question that you can ask yourself is, is this based on a past experience that I've had? How is my body feeling in this moment? And is this thing going to move me forward or towards my dreams, or is it going to take me further away? And that's where we can use our logical mind to support our decisions. And also, do I need some time to integrate and exercise is one of the best things to get out of our mind and into our body. And then just ask questions to do muscle tests of like, is this for me? Am I moving forward or back? And just give yourself permission and space to see what needs to be revealed. But if it's been a vision, if you were excited at the beginning, that's your intuition saying yes, most of the time. Yeah. Wow. Really good. So what do we need to complete on our conversation? Because we've kind of been following a little bit of an arc and I want you to have an opportunity to kind of complete that arc so that we we land in in a spot where you would want us to land naturally, because based on what you've written in the book and where you take, take people. So I'm going to turn it over to you. Like what, what haven't we covered that we need to, that would be very important to complete on? Mm, Okay. I feel like it'd be great to talk about karma. Specifically, I talk about that in the book, but also a lot of us continue to create the same results in our life, whether it's a relationship, career, money, we end up in these loops, right? And a lot of the time we end up in these loops because we actually haven't completed our karmic cycles with past experiences. So if you've ever heard someone say, I can't invest in that program because in the past I did and I didn't follow through, or I can't be in a relationship or I I don't want to do that, or I'm going to say no because this happened in the past. So anytime we're referring to past experience, what we're doing is we're living in the past, whether it's on a conscious level or unconscious level. And those energetics we're, we're projecting into our future. So if you're listening right now and you're like, I don't know why I'm stuck here. I don't know why I'm not creating change, but you're looking around in your world and you're seeing all these other people having big leaps and changes. One of the foundational things, also we've talked about a few other pieces as well, is to learn how to clear your karma. Because until you clear the lessons, the energy, and also acknowledge what happened in the past and how you showed up, the impact, and what you want to do differently, you're going to continue to have that on a level that's blocking you from creating something new. A client of mine, she was really capped in an area of her business financially. And it wasn't until we did some of the karmic work and also something around trauma 
that she realized she was holding on to a belief system and something that happened when she was little. So it's important to just give ourselves permission to complete things. Going back to the topic of purpose, because I think karma and completion is important around purposes. I woke up a year and a half ago on my birthday and I woke up with the question, where am I not living on purpose? And I was like, huh, I've never like had that question before because I'm on purpose, right? And then I was like, oh, I'm not on purpose in incompleted relationships from my past that if I were to randomly bump into them, it'd be kind of uncomfortable for whatever reason. Didn't mean there was a big fight or a big drama, but just like, mm, wouldn't feel great to bump into them. And so I wrote a list down of 10 people that I was like, oh, you know, ex-partner, a couple people where there was some betrayal, funny things going on. You know, I'm like, I need to just have a completion conversation with them because anything that's blocking you from taking action right now with your dreams and your purpose is blocking you from being on purpose. And it's important that you complete. Otherwise, energetically, you're not going to be able to go all in. So I called these people. I think I talked to nine out of 10 of them. And most people were so happy we had a conversation because they were like, I'm so sorry for how this ended or whatever. And I was like, oh, it's no big deal. Like we're human, whatever, whatever. And as a result, I was like, well, if I bump into them now, it's just going to be like another thing. It's not going to be, there's not going to be any weirdness or contraction. And to me in that moment was like, it's important for me to clear this karmically. So you can ask yourself right now is like, what is getting in your way? Is it relationship dynamics? Is it things from the past? What's not completed? And how can you go out there and complete them? Because if you're not completing those things, whether it's relationships or thing, whatever it is, it's going to show up in your present and future and block you from being on purpose and fully having your light turned on. Wow. Very good. I take you through the process in the book too. So. Oh, very good. Very good. Well, as we kind of near the end of our conversation, I always like to ask some just quick questions. This one's always a selfish question because I love reading books. I love yeah. my I have books stacked all around me. You can't see them. What is a book? Or we could also go to a podcast or person. So turn your light on. Absolutely. And so, but I'm curious, in addition to that book, what what else, what's a book that maybe you most gift other people? I already know the new most gifted books, what it's going to be. But in the past, you know, before you've written your book, what were some of the books or one of the books? We'll just go with one of the books that stands out. So there's two books that I'll share. One is The Way of the Superior Man by David Dida. It's for men and it's on purpose and being in alignment. He also has a book that's called Dear Lover. I recommend it to every woman that I work with who's in relationship or wants to be in relationship. And I recommend it to every man who's in relationship with a woman or wants to be in relationship with a woman. So I think that's important because relationships can either make us or break us. And then a book that changed my life, you know, and planted the seed into my consciousness that I wanted to write a book is called The Emissaries of Light. And it's by James Twyman. And I read it a couple of years ago and I was like, oh, like this guy's so awesome. I want to meet him. And then I ended up meeting him in Mexico and he wrote the foreword of my book. And he's cool. a spiritual leader in the world on like global peace and, and he's just an incredible writer. Oh, very cool. No, thank you. I'm going to go check all those out. So where can people learn more? Where can people find the book? Is it out yet? 
It's out as of June 21st. You can get the physical copy. It will be on Amazon. It will be on Chapters. And yeah, you can grab a copy. I'm super, super excited. And yeah, I manifested James Twyman writing the forward of my book, which is really a cool experience. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. What, well, what's on the horizon for you? The book's coming out. What else? If people want to dig in more and, and learn more about you and I, you know, I know you have coaching programs, masterminds, what, what's a good way to get connected with you other than the book? Yeah, I would say a great way to connect is you can reach out to me on Instagram. It's I am Deidre Suriani. You can reach out to me on radicallyaligned.com. That's my website. I am doing my live event, my three-day experience in Vancouver, July 6th to 8th, 2022. I'm going to be doing the same experience in San Diego in probably November. And so I have a signature three-day event that's super powerful. If you can make it to one of the ones, we're going to be kind of taking it to different cities around the world. I'd love for you to be a part of that. And I have a signature program that actually helps you integrate and implement all of the work of the book. So it works with intuition. It works with clearing karma, trauma, imprints, your purpose, like all of the things. It's an eight-week program. And it's available on my website. It also includes a one-to-one session with me. And it's just next level, powerful, transformational programs. So those are some of the ways that you can connect or work together. And I just love to hear, you know, how long you've been listening to Zach's amazing podcast for, why you love him so much, what's so great about it. Because I just, this guy's awesome. I love your content. And what what was your biggest takeaway from the episode? Because I always love to hear what stands yeah. out to, to the audience. Yeah. Very cool. Well, Deidre, thanks so much for coming on. And thanks so much for writing the book and trusting your intuition. Just, I want to acknowledge you for that because that takes courage. And thank you for role modeling the way for, for others. I mean, it's inspiring. I love being around people that are following that courage and, and taking action and putting great works out into the world. So thank you for that. And I look forward to following your journey as, as things keep moving. So thanks for coming on the show, Deidre, and, and look forward to our next time we talk. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Hopefully you really enjoyed this podcast episode. And my hope is you found it really inspirational. And also, most importantly, I hope you took away some practical things that you can start to do and apply in your own life. So finally, I have one small favor to ask of you before you go. Wherever you get your podcast, whether that's Apple Music or Spotify, if you enjoyed this episode, leave us a review. Love to hear your thoughts. Come find us on social media. Share it on social media. It just really helps us get the word out, helps us grow our audience. So please do that. Thanks to my team, Ashley Bolden, who handles all the admin, and Chris Skipper, who handles all the music and editing of this podcast. For more information on the Create Purpose podcast, you can go to www.createpurpose.net. And you can also follow me on Instagram at Zach.Arend. Please drop me a comment. Reach out drop me a DM. I'd love to hear from you and love to hear what you're taking away from these conversations. What would you like to hear more of? Do you have any guests that you would love to see come on the show? And I'm always looking for great people to talk to people with great stories that can inspire you. And so if you know of anybody, send them my way. Love to hear from you. I'm your host, Zach Aaron, and I'll see you in the next episode of the Create Purpose podcast. Bye for now.